Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. Hello friends, Moloni Betuna and welcome back to yet another episode of the Inspired Podcast. I know I've been MIA for two weeks but the girl had to take a break and step away from a bit uh, but I'm back now and I'm back with a banger as per usual. Today I want to talk about allyship, I want to talk about the importance of allyship, I want to talk about community building, solidarity and whatever else comes into today's, epi- today's session. Now this topic has really been in my heart and mind lately. Maybe it's because I've been doing a lot of uh, personal development learnings and learnings. I've been reading up a lot about this. I've been watching a lot of content online and doing some amazing work with some amazing people around this type of work. And I thought that, you know what, why not? Let me let me bring it over to the podcast. Let me create some cool educational stuff around it. So here goes. Now, I want to start off this episode by saying that I'm just like you. I'm not the perfect ally, nor do I think that I'll be the perfect ally anytime soon by a long shot. And I know that I still have a lot of work to do, but I think that when it comes to allyship, it's a journey. You journey through allyship. You move from commitment to action, and it is truly a humbling learning experience because you, you're pushing yourself uh, beyond your boundaries and you're doing a lot of personal work. And that's the journey that I'm currently currently on right now and I'm on a journey of discovering what true allyship is and just trying my best to live out those values the best way I can possibly do that. So let's start from the very beginning. What is an ally? An ally is a person who openly supports marginalized groups. So by marginalized group, I want you guys to think of disabled people, uh, black indigenous people of color, the LGBTQ plus community, religious group, racial ethnic groups. It is when a member who does not form part of a marginalized group recognize their privilege and use it to work in solidarity and in partnership with the said group to challenge, to help take down the oppressive system. And I particularly like this way of defining it because it's a clear cut and easy way to understand it. So now that we've defined what allyship is, let's dig into what allyship aims to achieve. Now, allyship aims to create a more inclusive and welcoming society by challenging these prejudices, by challenging these biases and stereotypes, actively advocating for diversity and equity in all aspects of life. It promotes equality and social justice by standing in solidarity with marginalized and oppressed communities, especially those who have historically faced discrimination and systemic barriers. It seeks to educate and raise awareness among non-marginalized people about the experiences, the struggles and the contributions of marginalized 
communities, encouraging empathy and understanding. And lastly, allyship that aims to foster a culture of accountability by holding ourselves and others responsible for dismantling systems of oppression, actively challenging discrimination and being the positive influence for change in our communities. So that is being the change that you want to see in society. Allyship is a word, it's a doing word. Allyship is not a badge of honor. It is not a certificate that you get after you do an online short course. Allyship is not an identity that you wear after you attend a DNI workshop or an identity that you wear whenever you feel like it. It's not just posting an image on your social, social media feed in solidarity. Being a true ally is a lifelong journey of committing to recognizing systemic inequalities and proactively putting yourself in uncomfortable positions of advocating for change. Now, when I was doing some research on this topic, I found an overwhelming imbalance of how content around allyship is delivered online. I noticed that allyship is always, almost always spoken about within the workplace-related context, right? You can look it up yourself if you want to see what I mean. Most articles, videos, online courses always highlight allyship in a workplace environment, which is amazing. I love it. Love to see it. But... What I'd like to do with this episode is attempt to bring this on to a more one-on-one personal relationship focus, nurturing community lens as much as I can. Now, for the longest time, I only saw or understood allies as people to stand in solidarity with me and not me being an ally for a marginalized group. Now, I know how that sounds and I truly don't care because this is my real and authentic experience. Now, as a person embarking on this journey, I obviously had to sit down with these thoughts and dissect that. And I came to the realization that because I'm a black, because I'm black, and I'm African, and I'm a woman, coupled to where I'm positioned in society, I understood that I am marginalized group. Dim or marginalized group, therefore, I never saw myself being in service of other people, but rather the other way around. Now, this is what I discovered. I only saw allies as people who are in service of me, and not me being of service to other people and that friends it it didn't sit well with my soul it it didn't sit well with my soul and of course I had to make an episode about it and here we are so what's the purpose behind me telling you this well two reasons really firstly I want you to understand that this is not an episode meant to shame or make you feel guilty about not being a great ally not not being supportive enough not being proactive enough in the causes that you believe in because I believe to better understand the struggles and the oppression faced by others you need to start by learning yourself it starts from within and this is an invitation to remind you of that so as to not neglect that part of yourself to remind you of that particular cause that you've been thinking of joining or supporting to remind you of community building and to remind you that now secondly is to let you know that everybody has the ability to be a proactive ally 
regardless of background or marginalized group that you belong to. Everyone, everyone has the ability to be an ally because in my opinion, privilege is intersectional. So for example, what I mean by that, I mean that able-bodied can be allies to disabled people. Men can be allies to women. Cishet people can be allies to the LGBTQ plus community. White people can be allies to black indigenous people of color. Privilege is intersectional. And this is a pivotal and transformative shift in perspective we need as a people in the collective pursuit of equality. Now, I want to shift focus for a bit and talk about the reasons why people engage in allyship. Now, I came across an interesting, an interesting study. It is titled Understanding Allies' Participation in Social Change, a Multiple Perspective Approach, published in 2022. Now, this was a brilliant study, um, and it proposes four motivational categories explaining why advantaged group members engage in action for disadvantaged group members. So it highlights four motivational motivational categories, mainly out-group focused, in-group focused, personal motivation, and moral motivation. And I'll just briefly touch on each. So the first one, the out-group focused motivation, refers to the endorsement of, of norms, beliefs, and politicized group identities aimed at fighting for rights for the disadvantaged group and the willingness to reject the power hierarchy. Now, the second one, um, in contrast, the in-group focus motivation reflects the motivation to improve the status of the disadvantaged group, but only to the extent that it does not negatively affect the status of the disadvantaged group. It also assumes a stronger attachment to the advantaged group's identity and the endorsement rather than the rejection of the status quo. Now, the third category being personal motivation refers to advantage group members who seek to satisfy their own personal needs. So by like improving their own personal image or by gaining respect and economic resources um, in, in engaging in these activities by engaging in action for disadvantaged groups. It's giving very much performative allyship if you're a person who's familiar with the types of ally types of allies that you can find. And the last one is moral motivation. Actions for the disadvantaged group may also be driven by moral motivation. For example, advantaged group members may reject the status quo and their group's privilege because it violates their beliefs about right and wrong. So those are the four motivational categories explaining why advantaged, advantaged group members engage in action for disadvantaged group members. Now, the advantages of this particular model that I found is that it allows for the possibility that different motivations may coexist within an individual. It also examines when allies engage in action for one or multiple groups and causes. A shortcoming, though, of this model is that it only speaks to motivations of allies who belong to the advantage group and doesn't include the perspective of marginalized groups. And this is also something that I noticed an overwhelming imbalance of while I was researching actually because there are not many studies, articles or theories that theorizes the marginalized group's reasons for engaging in action with one another even though there are plenty w which you and I can think of. For example, common experiences of oppression lead to empathy to others in similar predicaments. I mean, 
if you are a black person, you know what I'm talking about. Like shared values and similar histories of oppression increases the disadvantaged group's support for policies aimed at improving the status of another disadvantaged group. So shout out and nudge to the people listening to this who work within the DE&I space, who work within the allyship space. More knowledge is needed, guys, specifically allyship content through the lens of the marginalized group. But anyway, I digress. Now that we've uh, now, now that we've defined and we've explored allyship and we've delved into the reasons why people engage in allyship, I want us to get into the practical tips on being an effective ally. So I don't have a lot. I just have three. So the first one is learn and do your own research. Now, for anybody who wants to get into allyship, right, I think the first thing that you must commit to is learning. You must commit to lifelong learning because you need to cultivate a deep curiosity to understand the very real issues faced by marginalized group and the barriers in which they are confronting, right? You need to get a sense of what it is like to be of that group. This will arm you with the necessary historical, political, and social context that you need to understand the biases, discrimination of the people, right? It will also help you identify intersectional nuances that they, they, that, that might be different from your own, you know? Um, the second tip, I'd say, listen. Listening is a skill and a very necessary one if you want to embark on this journey. Though you may have bright ideas, you certainly don't know it all. So you need to acknowledge the fact that you do not know nor fully understand how someone else's how someone else experiences life. So you need to find out from that community um, you aim to support what they need you as an ally to do, right? And number three, I'd say have vulnerable conversations. It is super important to have transparent and vulnerable conversations because they require the establishment of psychological safety. This gives assurance to the individuals of that group that they won't be shamed. They won't be silenced for voicing their ideas, their their mistakes, their apprehension, inquiries, um, And it will make sure that that group is secure enough to have those risk-taking sort of risky conversations, right? With with establishing um, psychological safety, members are at ease to tackle any biases, any discrimination they witness without any repercussions or threats to their professional or their social status. Allyship is a very necessary movement that we should aim to normalize in our interpersonal relationship, guys. To see the change we want in society, it has to start with us. For far too long, marginalized communities have suffered under the weight of discrimination, prejudice, and systemic oppression. But we can make a difference by standing in solidarity with these communities and actively working to promote their rights and dignity. If we band together, we surely can create a society that is truly inclusive and just allyship again it is not just about words it requires action it is about actively seeking to understand the experiences and struggles of marginalized communities and using our privilege to create that change 
it is about speaking against injustice, even when it is uncomfortable or unpopular to do so. It is about building relationship based on trust, empathy, and respect. And it is about recognizing that we are all connected and none of us can be truly free until we are all free. So let us commit ourselves to allyship and to building a society that is truly inclusive and equitable for all. As you guys know, I aim for these episodes to be packed with knowledge and to be educational as much as possible. So I've left some resource links in the description bar, some YouTube videos, some LinkedIn learning courses that you can get that you can use to get started on your journey or build on the knowledge that you already know if you're already an ally. And as always, this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to hit me up on my socials and let me know what you want me to talk about next. See you next week week.